Well, I'm really glad you guys are taking the time to be part mm-hmm. of our conversation today. Mm-hmm. And here's how, what I want to do. I just want to open us up with Sermon on the Mount. That's why we're having this conversation as we think about this as a church mm-hmm. and the words of Jesus on anxiety, um, queuing up this conversation, bringing us around this table. Um, and, and the question I want us to think about as I read these words is, how come he speaks these words he means these words. Mm-hmm. He's building his kingdom on these words, mm-hmm. and yet they feel a million miles away from us. So let me just read them, and then we'll just kind of cue that up and go like, where is the disconnect? Why the disconnect mm-hmm. between us and what he says? Mm-hmm. So he says this, Matthew six twenty-five. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life. A massive statement, right? Mm. Do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, or about your body, what you'll put on. Is not life more important than food, the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, they neither sow nor reap or gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to the span of life? Are you anxious about your clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they neither toil nor spin, Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is today alive and tomorrow thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles, those who don't know God, right, seek after all these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But he says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Amen. So these are amazing words. This is phenomenal what he says. Why, why always such the disconnect? And, and really for any one of you, just mm-hmm. jump in on all this. I, I mean, first thing for me is my feelings are powerful. Mm-hmm. My experiences are powerful, mm-hmm. and they have my experiences and my feelings have um, created all kinds of memories inside my body uh, that I physically feel. Mm-hmm. So I emotionally feel them, I physically feel them. Mm-hmm. And um, the beauty of what he's saying is that he's above all, overall, he's, he's clothing nature, he's feeding nature. And he cares a lot for me. And the disconnect is um, I have to learn how to live around his reality and not, my feelings and experiences are real and true and they mean something and they're valuable, but Mm -hmm. his perspective and his invitation to care for me is is what I have to learn to live toward. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Anything else you want to add to that? That was pretty perfect. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, so if our feelings mean something, mm-hmm. but if what he's saying means something, um, why do the two feel like they're juxtaposed? Why can't the one meet the other? It seems very often we can know what he says, but our hearts just feel so far from it. Mm-hmm. I think mostly our feelings come from our experiences. And what we have to remember is God is sovereign over everything, including our experiences and above and in front of and before and all of it and so when our feelings get when we get stuck in our feelings we're Mm -hmm. usually stuck in something that was you know impacting us us from the past or you know anxious about the future when we don't just rest in 
He's already there. He's already, you know, dwelling in those spaces and has dwelt in those spaces. We just get so consumed with, you know, the here and now and what I'm feeling now instead of living in light of what he's, you know, told us in his word. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I hear both of you saying is that our feelings, though real, mm-hmm. though like so visceral, mm-hmm. right? So even tangible, they don't dictate what's true. Right. <laughs> Charlie said, I've got to orient my life around him. We're so consumed in the right now, but, mm-hmm. but that's not reality, right? Mm-hmm. And yet, here's Cheryl, I'd love for you to jump in here. Mm-hmm. Yet, the reality is, too, and along with all of that, mm-hmm. just as real, life has happened to us. Yeah. So there's a host of reasons why people are anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, I and mean, we could list off some stuff, maybe you could add to this list, but I'm thinking about abuse. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about traumas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm talking about betrayals. Yeah. Uh, maybe you can just fill on the list of where anxiety is coming from, from the real life we've lived. Yeah, I think, um just uh, uh, some other things I would add to that list would be abandonment issues, mm-hmm. attachment issues. Um, just, um, yeah, a lot of it is childhood things. A lot of those anxiety is stemmed from our childhood. And for me, it was also me having to feel the need or the pressure to have it fixed. Like mm-hmm. me wow. having to have mm-hmm. control over mm-hmm. my situation. I mm-hmm. have to have it figured out. And instead of going to the Lord for those things and resting in, God's sovereignty and God's plan for that situation, I was resting in my own ability to mm-hmm. fix it and mm-hmm. step into it that way. I think that's one yeah. of the things that I've seen in my own life and somebody that I've talked with that um, one of the things that anxiety does, what you're talking about, mm-hmm. I've got to do this, I've got to overcome mm-hmm. this, I've right. got to supply here, mm-hmm. whether it's a scarcity situation, mm-hmm. whether it's a recovery situation, mm-hmm. whatever, it draws you into isolation. Mm-hmm. Anxiety Absolutely. inherently draws Absolutely. you into isolation so that you feel like a freak mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and that no one else is going to understand. Mm-hmm. And anxiety begins to mount because mm-hmm. you're sort of just covered over in your own emotions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you speak to why we tend to go there? I mean, other than just observing that we do, mm-hmm. if there's something that you have insight into that, or even what, what, what should we think in thinking about to draw ourselves out, recognizing that it is a an isolationist mindset. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, s- so much of life pulls us toward isolation. I mean, if you have a, if w- we can probably all have some form of double lives, mm-hmm. you know, a home life and a work mm-hmm. life that can isolate you, you know, so you want to compartmentalize friends and thoughts yeah. and dreams, etc. And the beauty of like pulling into a community, a community or habits that help you form your life around a better, bigger reality of mm-hmm. God um, starts to speak to those lies, mm-hmm. draws you in community. You start to see like, I'm not crazy, I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. I'm actually one of, the, one of the billion people that are hearing these lies about myself. Mm-hmm. So duplicity can do that. I mean, chasing your own identity in any sort of, like those were all like reasons why yes. we start to turn and try to make our own lives. Mm-hmm. And every time we're the center of our lives, we start to bear a burden that mm-hmm. sinks us back into isolation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when the lies come up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You want to add anything? Yeah. To that? I think, yeah. and you know, just to throw in there, perfectionism was a huge thing for me. And that in and of wow. itself kind of speaks to what you're talking about. When I become mm-hmm. my own 
you know, I have to figure out the center, I am the center of everything, yep. and I have to put on a show, well, what does that drive me to, is mm -hmm. to not be myself, to not be authentic, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna be who I am with all these anxious thoughts at home alone, mm -hmm. and then somebody else to the outside world, mm -hmm. and that, man, that just drives us further and further yeah. down that mm -hmm. crazy cycle. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> I was just going to add, I mean, when Holly pulled into the parking lot, she had um, just the very building uh, was a place of some hurt and pain and devastation to her. And so it shook her. Her body remembered. Her body felt it. Mm -hmm. And she came in, and she, as soon as she got here, she just spoke it out to yeah. me, let me know. And that's just one. It's just exposing, like, yeah. what's going on inside of here? I'm going to say it out loud. Yeah. Help me pull back down to I'm not alone here. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. When I think that's what's interesting, I think about anxiety. The very first sin in the garden, right, mm -hmm. was one of isolation. Pull mm -hmm. away from God, take of this, be a God unto yourself. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what's happening in anxiety. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a temptation to go draw back into yourself. Mm -hmm. yeah. You have to now supply for yourself, yes. provide for yourself, yeah. create resources for right. yourself. Mm -hmm. And you just realize in the midst of all that, I don't have the resources. I, do. mm -hmm. I don't have the resources. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about dealing with anxiety. We, we, we acknowledge the flood of emotions, mm -hmm. the chemical dumps in our brains that don't allow us to, mm -hmm. to actually soberly think through or right. plot through, mm -hmm. even logical reasoning at times. So let's deal with this. Like, what are some things that you guys have found to be helpful, practical tools to go, okay, where do, where do I go when, when the waters begin to rise? Mm -hmm. Journal. Journal those thoughts that I'm having and then what the truth of scripture says, but then also where I've seen the Lord work that scripture out in my life. So mm. not just leave it at the truth, but like when I have actually tangibly felt that from the Lord, and that helps me to go back to that negative wow. belief and say, you're not real, yeah. you're not, you know, you're, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's what God's doing and working out in me that's real. So just a question off of that, because yeah. I, I love that. That's a practice I, I like to do too. Yeah. Is there a passage that you go, this has been, a faithful <laughs> knife in my hand mm -hmm. to cut through this. Absolutely. In, about 12 years ago, I was 25, and struggling with massive amounts of anxiety about a lot of different things. And um, I remember walking out of my job at the time, walking onto the parking garage and feeling, sensing, experiencing Philippians 4, 6, and 7. And um, I wouldn't say that before that, it was something I had you know, put in my mind to memorize. Sure. So I really felt it was the spirit. And I mean, since then, it's like anytime I feel overwhelmed, anxious, and I realize it, because sometimes I function yeah. in it for a while, and then I'm like, oh my gosh, this yeah. is anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. And I just start praying that over and, and breaking it down little by little. And it's like, if I submit whatever I'm struggling with to the Lord, the peace of God which surpasses all understanding is going to guard my heart and mind in Christ Jesus. And that's unreal. It doesn't matter yeah. what it is that I'm struggling yeah. with. His peace, His provision is enough for me. And mm. so I just start speaking that truth over mm -hmm. and over and over. So mm -hmm. Wow, that's yeah. huge. Yeah. If I can just jump in with Cheryl. Sure. You, um, you started this whole conversation when we were keeping kicking around this video mm -hmm. with like, you said anxiety exposes something mm -hmm. in your heart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anxiety exposes something where you're believing wrong things about self, about mm -hmm. God, about people. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, could you just talk a little bit more about yeah. what you found in that area? Yeah, oftentimes when I'm struggling with anxiety, one of the questions that I ask myself is, what's my heart centered on right now? Mm -hmm. And it's often on myself or my situation, my circumstance. And um, I, the lie that I tend to believe is no one else will get it. 
like yeah. no one else will understand. So mm. just better to keep your mouth shut. You're gonna sound crazy. Mm. Um, <laughs> so I keep it to myself. And yeah. the moment then I the the pivotal season of my life is just in this journey as we're preparing to mm. move to Mumbai. Is um, I started asking the Lord to teach me how to pray wow. in this season. So every morning I ask the Lord, God, how do I pray for today? What do you want me to pray for? What do I pray against? And the Lord just throws words out at me to where I'm just able to see it and I just pray over those things. And um, He's just been shifting something in my heart. So ever since I started praying that, mm. He shifts something in my heart where I take the focus off the situation and onto Him, yeah. and that, that anxiety just releases. Mm -hmm. There's something that He does in my heart in that moment, and that's been so freeing for me, mm -hmm. and it's been so good for my soul. So, so that that's itself good. is an act of faith, mm -hmm. right? Because um, I just think about, I mean, my own experience, mm -hmm. very often the thought of even what Jesus says, mm -hmm. don't be anxious about your life, yeah. and you're talking about mm -hmm. taking your mind off of that situation mm -hmm. and onto something. Even the thought of doing that makes you anxious. Yeah. <laughs> There's something crazy about anxiety that makes you feel like I've got to stay here, right? Uh, or else mm -hmm. to leave it. Yeah. What's going to happen? But you were saying actually drawing out of that mm -hmm. and onto something else. Yeah takes you to a different place. Absolutely. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's good. And because my tendency is to go towards anxiety, yeah. one of the things, the other thing I started praying is, Holy Spirit, will you nudge my heart and nudge me in those moments when I'm about to get anxious? And will you speak to me right before that happens so I yes. can just, if I need to pause and I just reflect on you for a minute, can you help me with that? Because I can't do it on my own. I need him. And yeah. so the Holy Spirit's been so kind and just nudging me and saying, you're doing too much, mm -hmm. or you need to just rest for a minute, or you need to take a break for a minute. And and the Lord, and I'm praying that I'll be obedient in doing that yeah. instead of refusing it. Yeah. So mm -hmm. God's been just so faithful and mm -hmm. been so helpful to me. Um, That's good. <laughs> I, you sent that in an email mm -hmm. to all of us when we were thinking about this conversation. And that was one of the things that stuck out to me mm -hmm. was just that one of the things I think about in the Christian life is, okay, I'm dependent. Mm -hmm. I'm dependent for a season so long as I can eventually become proficient, mm -hmm. right? And then you just move on to the next dependent thing so long as you're then proficient again. Mm -hmm. But I love that you said, this is an ongoing battle. Mm -hmm. And what I actually need is ongoing nudges. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm before I get anxious. Yeah. That's an amazing thing. Yeah. Good. Charlie, think about ways you have grappled with this, uh, just things you've done to... Man, uh, because I can, I can think so far into like feelings and metaphors that can be really intangible and unhelpful, I've had to create some categories for my life so I can ask myself questions or mm -hmm. so that me and my wife can ask each other questions. Mm -hmm. And so the, my, I've got four categories that I just kind of check, and they help me check my, my, my soul, my heart, my body, my mind, you know. Um, just realize I'm a whole human being, and there's a lot of questions there. Yes. So if, if I'm broken, then I need a cast, and so this is kind of my cast that I check, make sure okay. I'm wearing it. Um, the first thing is just like um, making sure I've got communion with Jesus just that I'm going to very regularly, that I'm going to an intersection where I can hear His Word, um, that I can pray, that I can talk to Him. There's communion there. Um, it's not to get something from Him or Him to get something from me, but it's just communion. Mm -hmm. and the second place I look is, do I have you know spiritual friendship? Do I have people that see the lies in my life, the sin in my life, the 
the anger in my life, the hopelessness in my life? Do I have people that can see it? And do they have, do they know that they have permission to say something or am I making them walk on an eggshell? Mm-hmm. Eggshells, not just one eggshell. That <laughs> <laughs> um, was weird. Um, the third place I, I look to make sure that life's moving forward is that I have a healthy ordinary, you know, like I, if I have a glass of wine, I don't have 10 glasses of wine. (laughs) If I enjoy a good meal that I'm not enjoying my good meal and somebody else's good meal, (laughs) that if I care about my health and working out that it doesn't consume six hours a day. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that I've got a healthy ordinary, you know, I'm, I'm living in God, in God's good gifts, but I'm not taking advantage of them without Mm -hmm. him. And then the last uh, category is just that my my life is being spent on God's work, that something about my life is mm. making the world around me better. Mm-hmm. And if I can kind of look across those four pieces, I can at least start to, I can find holes. Yeah. If I'm feeling anxious or angry, whatever the feeling is, I can I can look through those four categories and, I, and almost every time I can be like, people don't know me right now. Wow. Mm-hmm. Or I am not walking um, in communion with Jesus. Or my my work feels incongruent uh, with my calling. Okay, things like that. Yeah. Can you repeat those four things? Uh, communion. Communion. Uh, spiritual friendship, healthy ordinary, and vocation. Yeah. And I think one of the things I I glean from you, and especially in the healthy ordinary, is it's actually bringing people into that. Right, like it's actually you not being the final judge mm-hmm. on whether or not you have a healthy ordinary. Yeah. <laughs> right, uh, I promise I'm not a workaholic, despite the fact that my wife hasn't seen me in weeks. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, and so it's bringing bringing other people into literally every element. Yeah, of of all of those things. I like to tell my wife that she can tell on me, like I'm giving her permission. She's always like, "Oh, I know." <laughs> so it's good. It's healthy. She can see inside. <laughs> Wives have a way of. Why? Well, yeah. Um, so when Jesus says this, don't be anxious about your life, we've acknowledged a host of things at this point, right? Mm-hmm. There's a reasons why you're anxious. There are experiences you've had. There are um, all kinds of things that begin to flood and take your mind off of, off of God. But the question I want to kind of come to this point, is Jesus talking about an ethereal life when he says that? Mm. Like, can we actually step inside of what he's talking about here? Or is that, like, w- w- how should we think about what Jesus says here? Is there an asterisk by it? Mm-hmm. Like, what do we do with it? This is the hard part of the text mm-hmm. that really you have to grapple with, besides the moments where you want to zen out. Right. Right? Can we do what he's talking about here? And not live as a monk. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, li- hey, you've, got, you've got kids running around you. Mm-hmm. You've got deadlines at work. Mm-hmm. You've got trouble on the home front. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, family disunity, mm-hmm. uh, extended family. I mean, you've got a host of things. You've got your own bad choices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is, is this an asterisk statement? Is this just chicken soup for your soul? No. It's real. We know that. Yeah. So what do we, I mean, what do we do with it? For, for me, I mean... I want to live toward it mm-hmm. uh, in faith. Um, even as I say that, I'm kind of like, I hope that's the right answer. <laughs> yeah. But right. I want to live toward that it, and I want to set habits mm-hmm. 
around that truth. So one of the most powerful moments for me is to do a confession and assurance every Sunday at a church it causes me, even when I'm not feeling it or I'm not in the mood for it, mm -hmm. I can say, God, this is true about you. This is how I've been going against it. I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. That's creating anxiety in my life. And then the assurance of having some someone read over me, but here's what God says right. about you. Yeah. So it's a habit that makes me live toward mm -hmm. a reality that I don't always feel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the more habits I can have of that, mm -hmm. the better for me. Yeah. So what I hear you saying is we know things, like we have this Matthew 6. We know what Jesus says. We're living over here. And one of the ways to, to bridge that gap is through some habits that get me closer on a more regular basis to what Jesus is saying. Mm -hmm. One of the things I'm, I'm learning to pray as I even hear you say that is, God, help my feelings catch up to what's true. Mm -hmm. Help my feelings catch up to what's mm -hmm. true. Yeah. You know, and it's taking a while to sit in those, mm -hmm. you know, over time. I lift my hands in a song most of the time, not because I feel it, yeah. but because I want to experience God in that reality, mm -hmm. in that truth. Mm -hmm. It's more of a place of longing than of like, man, I'm feeling this song. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's more of I'm, I'm posturing myself to go, this is what I desire. This is what I want. Yeah. It makes me think the Word, I mean, everything in the Word, right? Like, it, it's what tethers us. So when we feel completely, you know, out of control, which mm -hmm. this life does to us in every situation, like, that is what tethers us. That's what grounds us. That's what our roots are. Mm -hmm. And so whether we feel like we can achieve it or not, you go get it, yeah. right? And I love that you said somebody speak it over you because I think if you're in an anxious state and it is becoming even a panic attack, you need somebody speaking that truth yeah, into you. Yeah. And so, or, you know, and getting out your Bible and reading it and reading it over and over, whether you feel it or not, because that is what tethers us. Yes. That's what roots yeah. us. So. And I think that's one of the things that you can say mm -hmm. and that you can believe, mm -hmm. but that you actually have to, like, not assume that it's just true. But like keep rehearsing that Absolutely. over and over. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. you can't short circuit that that, no. that step. Mm -mm. Not yeah. at all. Um, I was just one thing I would like to add, and that was I think it's also important that in order for us to get there or try to get there, asking the Lord God, what is it? What emotion am I repressing right now? Mm. Um, sometimes it's fear. We mm -hmm. think it's anxiety. It's tied in with anxiety. Sometimes it's shame. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it is um, anger. Yes. It could be a grief. Like mine was grief. Like that's, mm -hmm. I didn't realize I was grieving. Mm. That's why anxiety was building yeah. up so much. Mm -hmm. So once I started asking the Lord God, what am I feeling? Like what, I know it's anxiety, but under that umbrella, like what exactly is yes. that word? Mm -hmm. So once the Lord helped me see, I'm grieving, that's why I'm like, okay, Lord, okay, that felt good. Like once I was able to recognize yeah. that, I'm mm -hmm. like, teach me how to grieve well in this Dang. season. Teach yeah. me what that looks that's like. That's really yes. profound. So one of the things about the Sermon on the Mount is you can read it, and it's almost like, okay, uh, if I'm going to somehow make it in the kingdom, I've got to figure out how to muster up everything this sermon's talking about so then everything it's not talking about, mm -hmm. suppress those things, shove them down, pretend they're not there, and just keep, you know, repeating the Beatitudes to yourself right. all the time, you know, as if it's going to work, it's going to work, it's going to work. Mm -hmm. But what I hear all of us saying is, no, actually, recognize where you're kicking against mm -hmm. what Jesus is saying. Mm -hmm. where, where are you finding yourself restless and not at rest? Mm -hmm. 
let that come to the surface and be transformed. What, what, what do you have to say about those moments where you go, I, I feel like I need to push this down. How do you let those things come to the top without them freaking you out? Mm-hmm. Pull someone in, mm-hmm. talk to my spiritual friends, community, yeah. um, because man, there's such a, such a pull to hold that in and keep that to myself, mm-hmm. lest I seem crazy. Mm-hmm. So pulling, pulling my people in, having my two yeah. or three, right? And hey, I'm really struggling with this right now, or this thought, or this belief, or man, I can't seem to get, I can't seem to get from here to here without feeling like I'm drowning. Yeah. So pulling people into that mm-hmm. is, I think, paramount. <laughs> man, so it's like every time we don't do that, we're rehearsing isolationism. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so what we need to rehearse mm-hmm. is communal life. Because mm-hmm. yes. that actually reminds us, mm-hmm. it's not just that Charlie's with me, yeah. God's with me. That's yeah. right. And Charlie helps me kind of get there again, mm-hmm. right? So that's where I think transformation mm-hmm. is so important here. And the, the, the anxious stuff we talk about, you know, mm-hmm. is it an asterisk? No, mm-hmm. because we can actually be transformed and we can, His presence can meet us there. Mm-hmm. I was going to say too, I mean, the, the world presses us toward isolation, also independence, mm-hmm. you know, in the sense of I've got to do this by myself. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's something so powerful about going, you know what, this is, this is not going to just go away. I can't just power my way through it. I can't just shut it down. It's time to actually look at it and work. And, um, and that's a bizarre process because I think I spent my 20s going, everything I'm feeling and everything that is happening to me is very inconvenient and I just want to get it away. And so how then you start to learn to like, how fast can I push things away mm-hmm. out of my way and keep moving forward? Yeah. In your 30s, that, that stops working. Yes. And then you have a few choices. You can start to learn how to press those things down and they'll mm-hmm. just keep popping their heads yeah. back up or stop and do the work. And mm-hmm. stopping and doing the work yeah. is the hardest thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But it's worth it. Mm-hmm. It's worth it. Mm-hmm. And it's a lifelong thing. And with, with one, it's kind of like if you redo, if you paint one room in your house, your house was fine, and then you painted a room in your house, and now you're seeing that this other room is mm-hmm. not fine anymore. Yes. So every room that gets fixed up in my soul, mm-hmm. I start to go, okay, there's another thing to yeah. look at. Mm-hmm. It's such a huge point that you're making there, even as we move to the next kind of moment in this conversation, is Jesus doesn't expect us to arrive. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I have to just say that to myself. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, mm-hmm. would, I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to just go, mm-hmm. Jesus does not expect me to go, mm-hmm. oh, this room got painted. Mm-hmm. And so now the next room, with the expectation that at some point all the rooms are painted. Mm-hmm. I guess they will be, but that's. In when glory. the trumpet blows, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and so to kind of almost even let ourselves off the hook of crazy lies that we've heard. Yeah. Right. So I want to jump next into this kind of dicey moment of the conversation, really controversial, mm-hmm. especially in the Christian camp, right, of like medication. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so you have people across the spectrum as we're thinking about medication. Mm-hmm. Some are going to say, because we believe in God, who is right, the great physician mm-hmm. and the healer, just faith yourself to it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. The others are going to say, jump in without question, mm-hmm. and you know, blow by all of the you know warning signs and right. just go headlong. Right. I, I mean, I, I we we believe around this. Mm-hmm. Neither are true. <laughs> there, mm-hmm. There's actually some stuff here in the middle. So especially you counselors, just jump in first on like, how do you think through helping someone talk about medication mm-hmm. and also 
helping people understand they're not freaks mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if they're taking medication. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You want to speak? Yeah, I think the most important thing about when it comes to medication is the client, the patient needs to remember it's to, it just alleviates the symptoms in right. the moment. It's not a uh, forever fix. There's a deeper issue there. While you're taking medication, there's yes. nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. um, I had to also I had to get on um, anxiety meds last year because it was just so high. I could not control it. I was having really bad panic attacks last year. Mm -hmm. So once I took the medication, once I was able to get to my stable mode, I was I was able to process things differently. Mm -hmm. I was able to think for a minute, okay, what's going on here? What's going on in my heart in this moment that um, I'm taking my eyes off the Lord for a minute and focusing on something else? Lord, can you reveal that to me, what that is? Mm -hmm. And that's when, um, and I started, I continued taking it until, and I prayed through a prayer is key in this season, yeah. at least for me it was. Yes. It's just prayer and worship. Man, worship mm -hmm. has been so beautiful for mm -hmm. me. Like even in those moments where I'm like, God, I don't feel like worshiping you, but can you draw me closer wow. to you and help me to want to worship you? Because I know you're real, I know your truth, I know you're it, but for some reason my head and my heart is completely disconnected right now. Mm -hmm. So can you help me right now mm -hmm. and draw me close to you while I do that? And I'll force myself, I'm like, I put music on, I'll do whatever I take scripture yeah. and it nothing makes sense to me but I just do it because mm -hmm. I know it's truth and mm -hmm. I need that that's yeah. what's been healing for me yeah and yeah you have enough history with God to know that yeah even though I feel crazy right now mm -hmm. this is my sobriety right I'm gonna get as close as I can to sobriety right. over and over again Absolutely. when I have clients who come in and their anxiety is through the roof yes cannot have a day that goes by without hives or shaking or just the mere mention of a word, they just you know break out in panic. Um, man, I know it's time to talk about medication, you know. And and I've had to almost convince some clients that, right, like you said, mm -hmm. that man, God's the great physician, and I shouldn't need medication. What's wrong with me? Why am I so yes. broken that I need medication? Well, we're yes. all broken. Let's just be real honest and clear about yeah. that. Um, so then I you know work with them and knowing that it reduces the symptoms, but it doesn't mean that it's a forever. You don't yep. have to be on medication forever. You might. Yes. You might need medication forever. If you, you know, have high blood pressure and go to the doctor and they put you on blood pressure medication, it gets you at the baseline. Yeah. And so anxiety meds gets you at a baseline so you can more healthily read the word of God, believe the word of God. You're soaking in, you know, what other other believers are praying mm -hmm. over you and speaking over you and you can almost access those healing um things that we know as believers we need to you know keep going to the word and prayer and and meditation and when your your anxiety is so high that cortisol is rushing consistently through your body you cannot even access those things yeah. it's like you you forget your brain forgets yes. and so mm. just man that i believe medication is the mercy of the lord mm -hmm. um, to allow us in our brokenness to just be able to experience him more yeah. clearly. Um, well, so. I mean, I would even just want you to say that again, right? Oh. That medication is the mercy of God. Yeah, absolutely. It, I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. Um, I think there, there's ways where if you don't feel, if you're overthinking, I'm a freak, mm -hmm. you know, and you kind of deal with that pause for a mm -hmm. second, um, then you go, I'm just ashamed. 
-hmm. Yeah. I'm just ashamed yeah. that I've gotten this bad. Yeah. I'm just ashamed mm -hmm. that I'm in this place. Mm -hmm. How do you help someone even just even deal with that next Man. piece of that shame piece? Shame makes me have goosebumps all over, just speaking the word shame, because that so many people are stuck in shame. Um, I think all of us probably have at some point yeah. been stuck yeah. in, in those shame you know, cycles. And, and that is not from the Lord. That is not the Holy Spirit's conviction. Um, that shame is a place of, of hurt and pain um, and beliefs that you have mm -hmm. about life and yourself that aren't being realized. Mm -hmm. And so digging in all of that and man, processing, you know, what, where and what part of life made you believe that you had to have it all together? Mm -hmm. That every yes. part of your life had to be hitting, firing on all cylinders because mm -hmm. um, that's not reality. Yeah. Mm. You know, and that's truth in the word, and we cling to that. Mm -hmm. But life on this earth, it, that's not reality. Yeah. So, man, there's so much there, and I would love to just jump even more into that shame piece before we mm -hmm. talk about even some of the medication stuff for a second, because I think that's such a real part mm -hmm. of even approaching the medication conversation or telling someone mm -hmm. that you're on medication. Mm -hmm. Charlie, could you just help us think about the issue of identity in Christ and how to like think about fighting shame mm. through understanding identity. Yeah, um, the, uh, the, the name that God names us through Jesus is, has to be the most powerful force on earth, you know, that slowly untangles things mm -hmm. or over and over untangles things. And where the world and b by uh, nature and by nurture we're born to be confused. Mm -hmm. And then the world just keeps offering, here's an, here's an idea, here's an idea, here's an idea. And as soon as you grab those ideas, within 10 years, five years, and it's getting faster and faster, there are already different yes. ideas, mm -hmm. and those no longer work. Yeah. And so to go, the, here's, a, here's a supra-cultural, uh, here's a super-cultural God that never changes, is mm -hmm. always faithful, he never sleeps so that I can sleep because he's always at work and he's the one that names me mm -hmm. and that never changes. Mm -hmm. And when I learned to own my human story mm -hmm. and to boast in my weaknesses mm -hmm. and then to co-labor with him in him writing my story mm -hmm. um, and knowing that he's naming me, it changed my world. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I was... I was divorced for a year before I could say it out loud to anyone, mm -hmm. and everybody knew it. Mm -hmm. Everybody knew it, and I still couldn't even say it with my mouth. Wow. Yeah. And as soon as I was able to say it and go, and I'm going to boast in this weakness because that's where God's power rests, Damn. and then I'm going to, from now on, I'm co-laboring with God because mm -hmm. He's the only one that names me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I think about, um, I mean, I'm, I take medication, anxiety medication, mm -hmm. and um, that this whole thing has been a great source of grappling for me and then several people that I've even talked to, mm -hmm. right? And for me, it was coming to that place where I could look myself in the mirror. You're supposed to be a pastor. Yeah. You're supposed to be a dad. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to be a husband. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to care about stuff and believe things mm -hmm. and you can't even hold yourself mm -hmm. together, mm -hmm. right? And it was a way of realizing, you know what though? God has purchased me in Christ to the point all of that's true, mm -hmm. but he's more true. Mm -hmm. I love the passages in uh, Hebrews that say he speaks a better word. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. My convictions only go so far. He has to hold them together, mm-hmm. right? So I think that just, I mean, for those that are dealing with shame, that's what I just want them to hear so much of mm-hmm. like, yes, that's true. Jesus is more true. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, yes, your darkness mm-hmm. is real. His blood is all the more, mm-hmm. right? Um, okay, mm-hmm. let's go back to medication for just okay. a second and just talk about like just some of the practicals on it, mm-hmm. how people should approach it, how they're mm-hmm. thinking about it. Um, you, I think you mentioned it's not the end, mm-hmm. but what is it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's an addition to, yeah. you know, counseling, mm-hmm. being in community, mm-hmm. being transparent with your story, mm-hmm. being in the Word, yeah. being in prayer. It's in addition to. Yeah. So we want to make sure that we're not just taking medication as a quick fix to cure our anxiety because that will never be cured. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know. So I think it's in addition to yeah. everything else. Yeah. And so the practical of how you go about that, um, a lot of times I send people to their general practitioners mm-hmm. who you know, can do an anxiety assessment mm-hmm. and get them on the right meds mm-hmm. or a psychiatrist if it's necessary. Yeah. Um, you know, and so, and working, when I say psychiatrist, people think, oh my gosh, some of those same things. I don't, how can I go see a psychiatrist? Yeah. I, that, like, I'm, I'm not crazy, but I need to go see a psychiatrist. So they're believing lies mm-hmm. yeah. about all of that. And mm-hmm. so just kind of parsing through all mm-hmm. of that with them and being gentle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being I, gentle. I think you need to give yourself permission to be human, mm-hmm. <laughs> you yes. know, because especially uh, people who have a leadership platform or like for me, I struggled. With, I recognized how prideful I am because the lie that I believe is you're a therapist. You should know all the coping skills. You mm-hmm. should know all yes. this stuff. Why are you taking medication? Yeah. Like, so I had a hard time like being willing to like she knows about it before like I had to call her up and say I think I'm struggling with anxiety and I I, the medication was the last thing I wanted to go to because for me it was pride like Mm -hmm. for me to accept that it was like okay I have a problem here yeah there was something wrong and then that's Mm -hmm. okay you know I had Mm -hmm. to give myself permission to be human and Mm -hmm. and it's okay and if anything one thing I'm so grateful for is when it comes to anxiety I feel so loved by the Lord. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds crazy because the Lord is revealing something to me. Imagine yeah. how much He deeply, the creator of the universe, loves us and sees us to want to expose something to us so He can fix us mm-hmm. and heal us and walk in and walk with us. He's not just exposing and just saying, peace out. You know, yeah. He's walking with us along mm-hmm. the way. So I feel so loved and cared for by Him. He's my dad. He's my father. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel so loved by wow. Him when I look at it that way. So it's yeah. not a scary thing. Anxiety looks scary on the outside, <coughs> yeah. but when you look deep down, think about how much he cares about you so much to where mm-hmm. he's pursuing you and showing that to you. Mm-hmm. So it feels That's good. it's good for me. That's <laughs> really profound. For me. So one of the things that um, I mentioned earlier, my one of my counselors said to me, say, hey, listen, medication is not the end. Mm-hmm. It's the thing that helps you fight fair, mm-hmm. right? I love yeah. what you said. Like, it's got to be I wouldn't say like an absolute law, right? But anxiety or uh, medication needs to be sort of in tandem with counseling. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, don't just take medication mm-hmm. and then just go, I got these pills I take every day, mm-hmm. right? Do, get, do the work, as Charlie said, do, do the work uh, of all of that. One of the things I think is so beautiful about the Sermon on the Mount and Jesus saying this that we're kind of getting to, it's not an asterisk thing, but over and over again, you're going to read it and you're going to go, I can't do this. <laughs> 
Like, I, this feels impossible. That's his point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's his point. So mm -hmm. when we're experiencing anxiety and you're thinking, what's wrong with me? You mm -hmm. go, oh, I'm a sinner. Right. <laughs> yeah. But you can't divorce what Jesus says mm -hmm. from Jesus. Mm -hmm. Who's saying these words? That's mm -hmm. that's the thing, and who, what he did mm -hmm. to actually bring about the promises of all of this. Mm -hmm. So, one of the questions I want to go from here is: um, maybe they're taking anxiety medications. Mm -hmm. Maybe a person is just grappling with um, it's it's been seasonal, it's been situational, it's come and gone, or maybe it's just been chronic. Mm -hmm. Right? The question that I know I have had multiple times over, question I get asked, I'm sure you guys get asked. Um, will this last forever? Will, will, will this go on? Will it be this way mm -hmm. forever? What the do you side say? of heaven might be. Yeah, it might be. You know, Paul. We don't know what it was, but had a you know thorn in his side. Well, what was that? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it was anxiety. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and so it might it might be something that you struggle with, I struggle yeah. with, you guys struggle with, until we're on the other side of glory. Yeah. Um, but that's not the end of it. Yeah. It doesn't get the final say. Okay. There's hope. There's always hope. Yeah. Um, and doing the things we've talked about and living out the way, you know, that the scriptures call us to live and to mm -hmm. hold on to, mm -hmm. that's where our hope lies. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah. Yeah. I think the beauty in that is the fact that we're not alone. Mm -hmm. You know, he's with us. If mm -hmm. he's... He's going to be with us yeah. there and then and now, mm -hmm. and He's going to be all, always yeah. with us in the midst of it. We're not alone. So that's yeah. the comfort that I have, you mm -hmm. know, knowing that I may struggle with this for a long, I've been for close to 40 years now, <laughs> so I've been like, yeah. been struggling with it, and that's okay. Yeah. You know, I feel I'm more drawn, the Lord has drawn me closer to Him in the midst of it in mm -hmm. these last few years, you know, so yeah. um, I know I'm not alone. Yeah. And, uh, Part of what I think is um, amazing about the gospel, where I find hope in my own grappling, mm -hmm. is that the gospel is not a ticket of exemption, mm. right? right? Like that's not, Jesus wasn't coming to say, hey, it's going to be over right now. Mm -hmm. But he's coming to say, it's going to be over. Yeah. And until it is, I'm going to be with you mm -hmm. to the very end. And, uh, and it will be over. Mm. But I'm going to be with you mm -hmm. until we get there, yeah. you know? And so he, which means he's enough for us. Mm -hmm. One of the things I have to kind of just speak over myself at times and have my wife remind me is when I ask the question, will it be this way forever? I'm already thinking about tomorrow. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I might not actually even be anxious in the moment oh. <laughs> when I ask that question. And so there's the way of going, here's we'll talk about this for just a second, is like, how do I be present? Mm -hmm. That's part of, I think, mm -hmm. Absolutely. Part of the common grace warfare weapons mm -hmm. God gives us is, but what's happening right now? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I, one of my favorite things, out of many favorite things that Henry Nouwen said was, you can't change your past and you can't control your future. Mm -hmm. And uh, so there's something about being right now in the longing. And if you, if you can um, see suffering as beautiful, and identifying with Jesus, there's something that comes out of your life that's very different mm -hmm. yeah. And in that identification with Jesus. And if the whole earth is groaning and waiting, mm -hmm. um, why do I think I'm any different than the whole earth, mm -hmm. yeah. groaning and waiting for Jesus? Mm -hmm. 
and uh, that that's the beauty of Advent right before Christmas the mm -hmm. earth is growing we're all longing we're all waiting he's and then he comes and then now we are still longing and waiting and he's coming to wipe tears which mm -hmm. shows that there's still pain and suffering and anxiety hurt he's coming to wipe tears and make things right mm -hmm. and so for me to live right now means for me to look forward not to change anything but look forward going he's he's here right now yep in my groaning in my suffering which is beautiful and he's coming to make things right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so every time I drink the, uh, the wine and eat the bread, I remember he's coming to wipe yeah. away all these tears. Mm -hmm. yeah. I yeah. have to remember, and what's the scripture verse? We're going to face trials of many kinds, and those mm -hmm. trials produce perseverance, and perseverance, faith, and faith, hope. hope. Mm -hmm. Man, clinging to that, because, right, we're not, we are, we are promised trials. Mm -hmm. We're not promised exemption, like mm -hmm. you said. And so remembering, okay, it's not just the trial, but what that produces and, you yeah. know, one day. Yeah. That's so good. Mm -hmm. um, one of the passages that comes to my mind all the time on this, because it doesn't matter if you're like, you know, a prosperity gospel person or an anti-prosperity gospel mm -hmm. person. All of us have a little bit of prosperity gospel mm -hmm. in us. <laughs> like we, we want that. We want, <laughs> we want Jesus to be the lucky rabbit's foot, mm -hmm. right? One of the things I actually love about Jesus is that he's got level on us. Like he's going to say in John 16, 33, mm -hmm. in this world, you, you will have trouble. That's right. Like, isn't it crazy mm -hmm. that he actually just looks at us in the eye and acknowledges that mm -hmm. as if to say, I'm not freaked out by you. Yeah. And I'm not, your, your problems don't put me off mm -hmm. and don't bother me. You'll have troubles. He says, but take heart. Mm -hmm. I've overcome the world. Yeah. yeah. That's good. I've overcome the world. Mm -hmm. As if to say... Mm -hmm. And it won't be this way mm -hmm. forever, yeah. even if until your dying breath it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Um, maybe the last piece of the conversation is anxiety can often feel like a curse, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like I've just been left to this mm -hmm. as though it's the end. But one of the things that I believe we would all say because of the cross and because of what Jesus is doing, it's not that just anxiety happens to me. But in many ways, because of Jesus now, it happens for me. Mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a shift, right? Mm -hmm. So I would love to just talk you guys just to speak to what, what's the opportunity that anxiety gives us? Mm -hmm. I, I mean, what it gives me is um, uh, I, am, I am not a superhero. So I'm made to have limitations. Mm. I'm made to call out when I'm when I, my resources um, mm -hmm. are not uh, endless within myself. Mm -hmm. um, I can even grab resources from this world and they are not endless. Mm -hmm. The only place to grab endless resources is in Jesus, his work, his death, his resurrection, the Father's promises that he's gonna yeah. meet us. And um, so my limitations, they are frustrating, but as I, as I grow in this, I'm learning to let that be redefined and, and my limitations not be frustrating, but the invitation to call out mm -hmm. yeah. to Jesus Christ, the Son mm -hmm. of God, and to know that nothing is going to take me out of the Father's hand. Yeah. And I can, I can live in, in all my limitations because He has no limitations of, um, of resource yeah. and fullness in Him. And he's not ashamed of your limitations. And he's not ashamed of my limitations. Yeah. He actually tells me to, to boast 
you know, so his power can rest on him. And so I'm, it's very common daily, if not multiple times a day, yeah. me saying, God, I'm weak because of this. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that by opening that, that valve, that your mm-hmm. power is going to come rest on me because mm-hmm. I really need you. Opportunity, anxiety gives to us as we think about walking with Jesus. Um, I think anxiety has taught me to trust, mm. trust the Lord. Dependency is huge. That was the hardest part for me was to mm-hmm. depend on the Lord. And um, again, it's just reminding me of who he is in my life. You mm-hmm. know, he's when I, I, yes, he is God, but I still look at him as my father, especially mm-hmm. since I had an absent father in my life. Mm-hmm. Because of that, when he replaced that, I'm able to go to him freely yes. and talk to him freely mm-hmm. and ask of him. And he is a God that doesn't hold anything back mm-hmm. from me. Yeah. He has nothing but good for me. Yes. So because of that, I'm able to go to him and I know he listens and he hears and he's available and he's approachable and he's just mm. present, like, and he's not going anywhere. Yes. So because of that, that's what it has taught me. And that's what um, the opportunity that it has given me yeah. is to learn that's to good. trust him mm-hmm. yeah. and to look at him differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Holly, same question. Yeah. Um, I would say that continual, the continual presence of anxiety in my life um, teaches me to get off the throne over mm. and over again. You would think that I would learn it at some point, but yeah. um, I guess I'm hard-headed a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it reminds me who to put on the throne um, over and over again. And I forget Yeah. so much, so much of the time, multiple times yes. a day, you know, I yeah. forget, oh, oh, yeah, like who am I centered on? What is my truth? What is, who do I trust? It's yeah. not me. It's not me. And so... Yeah. I would say that my continuing to have anxiety in my life draws me well to repentance first and then to just remember who is on the throne over my life. Yeah. So that's so good. Mm-hmm. Well, as we wrap up, there's a promise from scripture that I've been thinking about through this conversation that I just want to kind of wrap up this whole conversation with. It comes from Luke's version of the same teaching mm-hmm. um, of Jesus when he says, Don't be anxious about your life. It ends in Luke 13. He says, fear not, little flock. Mm-hmm. Like He just gives this whole teaching on anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. Don't be anxious. Mm-hmm. I'm anxious thinking about not being anxious. Mm-hmm. And it's like Jesus predicts that, yeah. you know. Fear not, little flock. He says, it's your father's good pleasure. Mm-hmm. So it's even thinking about exactly what you just yeah. said. Mm-hmm. I've got a dad who loves me. I've got a mm-hmm. father who loves me. Absent father, abusive father, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. The heavenly father steps in. He attaches mm-hmm. non-anxious life to fatherhood it's your father's good pleasure he says to give you the kingdom Mm -hmm. you know he's not bothered by your anxiety Mm -hmm. wants to give you the kingdom that's right so um we love you church thanks for jumping in this conversation with us we'll uh we'll see you soon